Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today, we're talking... Cockroaches. No, we're not. Talking, dancing. <laughs> I was just making you think we were talking about cockroaches again. <laughs> but no, we're talking about something way better than cockroaches. The opposite of cockroaches, in fact. I was just going to ask you what dancing is, and it's it turns out... It's the opposite out... of cockroaches. Yeah. Have you ever danced? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've you never, might call me a dancer. I've never formally danced, but I've gotten I've gotten real into just bugging out like the past the past eighteen months or so. Right, just, we've you started our pandemic dance party. Like when you're in the house so much, like with the same people, like you have to make your body do different stuff in order to keep the scene novel. Like I think it was synchronicity too. Well, I think also we were already dancing a lot, and then I started. I started getting a bunch of electro music. Right. Like synth funk and electro and stuff. And that just really, when you were just pumping that, it kind of lends itself to getting funky in the house. Right. Well, we also danced to everything. And we got the big speaker. That was the other thing is we got a big speaker that goes all over the whole house, like during the pandemic. And so we also have funk like all over, all over the house. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like some kind of elaborate system. It's just a single speaker. It's just we got one that was real loud. <laughs> right, and you can move it around the house. It's like wireless. So it's like no reason not to have it pumping. And you can also, here's the thing, when you get the wireless speaker, you can hold it and then you can do a dance with the speaker. And that is just... Like it, a boombox. It makes you feel like you're in another dimension. Right. You just do your boombox dance like, and carry it around with you. Like I'm going to jam across the whole house. But then like you really... The heart of the dance, though, is in other people's appreciation for it. Like, that is what it's about, though. Like, I, d- I do dance around by myself, but I will say that it, not nearly as much as when I dance around for my audience. Well, when you're dancing for yourself, when you're just dancing around for yourself, you just like to swing your body around, just kind of feel it move around right. and just get a little get a little buzz off that. But then when you're, there are people watching you, you can do more funky stuff that you don't you don't really get any sensory feedback from, but you know that the folks at home are really going to love. Right, right. Like, we have, like, like there's, like, you know, hand motions. You can, like, make 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 a little box with your hands uh-huh. and then, like, push the box out. What's that? Oh, there it goes. Now you're in the box. What's up? And then you, like, walk backwards and walk forwards, turn around, turn the other way. Yeah, it's not... <laughs> It's not like trained choreographed moves. It's not like hip hop dancers. It's like interpretive dance kind of. It is <laughs> I would call it contemporary dance. Yeah. It is <laughs> postmodern contemporary in- interpretive dance. <laughs> you know, you know outsider art. Yeah. It's the outsider art of dance. Yeah, that's what it is. That's absolutely what it is. <laughs> It's like we've clearly seen people dancing, but we also we also obviously like never actually picked up any of the moves. Right. We just we've heard of it. We've heard of dancing. I think it's a I think it's a good vibe and it's also novel. It's like if somebody in a if you describe dancing to somebody in a cave and then they tried to do it. Uh-huh. Right. But they had never been out of the cave. Right, that's us. Because, you know, if you think about it, we really haven't been outside of the cave at all. No, we've been in the cave, man. 
but our fucking dance moves are slick as shit now. You gotta fucking move it and move it and move it and move it. That's like the name of the game all day. I do. I really. I try not to overuse the box move, but that's really. That's really. I mean, if you're if you're thinking about it, you might think, oh, that's like Vogue. It's nothing like Vogue. No, it's not. I like to do the one that the move where it's like it, it's like you're you have a crank sticking out of your butt and you're cranking it up. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like you crank the butt crank and it makes your butt go. <laughs> that's my that's my dance move. You you kind of move your butt up and down. <laughs> While like, I crank it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's like that's a good. I think my sing my signature move is the finger guns. Like the like you do a little root and tootin' dance. You do a little cowboy style. Uh, yeah, your cowboy you style got, is probably your is your probably your signature move. I think. It, see, it's a lot like kung fu. Like they have tiger style and stuff. This is like cowboy style. You kind of dance around, kind of like you got boots on. So you're like, oh, my feet are so clunky, but they're protected. You come down on your heels and you like flap your little feet around, and then you do your little cowboy move, and then you'll do like a spin around and. It's like a very like boys catalog for back to school specials. Yeah. Like you look over your yeah. shoulder and pew pew. <laughs> yeah, and then also, I mean, you can't do a cowboy dance without. I mean, somewhere at the end of the cowboy dance, you got to put your guns back in the waistband. That's right. A, right. Pretty important part of it. And then you back strut your. Yeah, you back. You back out of the saloon, right? Right. <laughs> Good dancing, good times, right? Dance is a performing art form consisting of sequences of movement, either improvised or purposefully selected. And it has aesthetic and symbolic value, and so you can, like, tell stories within stuff. And there's a bunch of different kinds of dances that can be categorized and described in terms of its choreography or the kind of movements it uses or the historical period of time where they used to do the dance. Etc. Etc. So that's that's it, man. Like you use the dances to tell a story, and sometimes the story is, "What's up, partner?" Sometimes the story is, "Who's the fucking hottest mom in Upper Arlington?" <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I think if you were to categorize all the dances that happen in this particular suburb, I think ours would definitely be up there, though, because I think about 95% of the people here would do like the eighth grader at the dance, like the very kind of kind of move your shoulders back and forth to the music and kind of look around real nervously. I think you would have like five drunk moms that would just drink and drink and wait and then the Macarena would come on. They would lose their shit. Right, right. I would see a lot of people, like, standing with, like, their knees, like, very slightly bent and, like, doing, like, a little bouncy back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Like a shuffle back and forth with your arms kind of bent up. You got to bend your arms. That's how you can tell you're funky in this neighborhood. Yeah. And then you, like, kind of stir it around back and forth. <laughs> I could see that passing for a dance party. <laughs> we should have a dance party and then just secretly film everybody and then and then have a secret competition where people can, can vote for who the best dancer is. Secret winner dance party. It, it, <laughs> that's what we should do. We should take a suburb full of lawyers <laughs> and we should violate their constitutional right to privacy. Sure. And then we should broadcast it online. But they'd be okay with it because they would be the winner. <laughs> Best answer. Internet said so. How could you sue me for that? <laughs> 
So there is like a little bit of a breakdown with dancing. There is uh, something called theatrical dance, which is like everyone sit and watch me dance. And then oh, there yeah. is like... Pers- that sucks. Yeah. And then there's participatory dance where like everyone dance together, which also, you know, kind of sucks a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're talking a school dance. Yeah. Right. I, I've done both styles of dancing. Have you never done theatrical dance? No, I've never done theatrical dance. No, I've uh, I've done probably two or three years worth of being in being in a musical that had very light choreography. Like at some point in the at some point in the song, everybody has to like reach up and to the left, like they're grabbing something out of the air. <laughs> like there's a line. It's like it's out in front of me. I can take it, and you reach up. Yeah, right. right. Or you do like the songs about Santa Claus, and you're like up on the housetop, and you make a little triangle over your head. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty awful. I think the only participatory dance that's fun is basically like you have to have. You either have to be totally blotto yeah sure uh-huh. you have to be totally blotto at at a bar or someplace that is dark like you have to be fucked up and it has to be dark you can't i don't think you could do it in at high noon right or you could be at home like with your with your family and friends right i mean you're done with square dancing oh uh, we did square dancing in gym class nightmare we just i think it's like an ohio gym class thing Maybe other people don't do it, but we do it. What they would do is they would push the bleachers back in the gym, and then the gym teacher had, like, a tape of fiddle music, mm-hmm. which is one of my least favorite types of music. And right. I'm always like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And we're all standing there in the gym in our fucking umbros. Right. And then they they make you pair off or square off or whatever. I don't really remember, but you have to do the hop-hop turn around, back jingles, you do all the little things, and then they're like, now switch a do. <laughs> bow to your partner, bow to your partner. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chicken in the corn and make a left. <laughs> bow to your partner and take a right. <laughs> you know why I think I hate it? I, I hate being told what to do. <laughs> yeah, right. That is like strictly being told what to do. Like being told what to do and forced to perform in a narrative piece of music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then if you're in like middle school, high school, there's always some element of ridicule. Like you could you could do the wrong thing or you could turn around and bash your head into somebody and then they call you they call you head bitch or something right. in school. They Mr. call Thumbs. you <laughs> 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 Thumb Go around and spend the next two years in school. Anytime you talk to a girl, she's like, You gonna bash your head into me, dum dum <laughs> How's your melon, baby? <laughs> Man, I was a fucking masterful bully when I was in school. <laughs> masterful. I never went after anything that was important, but like the stuff that wasn't important is never ending. <laughs> you never made fun of how people looked or, no. or anything like no. that that they 
that they could control. You would like give somebody a new name. It wouldn't be a hurtful name. No, you we just did call, a different one. You, you just give them a different name and you start calling it. And then finally they would accept that as their name. That's just, it's a very funny power move. Right, right. It's like when you say bullying, it sounds really bad. But from what I know, it was... It was more innocuous. It was more like exploring the social contract. Right. And it was like joshing. It was good natured. Like if I didn't like you, I wasn't going to do that to you. Right. <laughs> I mean, I would have, the way that you use the word bullying, I would have let you bully me in high school. Oh, I would have bullied the shit out of you. <laughs> you would have, you would have wished for death. <laughs> think i would have i think i i think i always took that stuff in stride you would have liked it that's you'd have been like that weird that weird goth chick keeps talking to me that got <laughs> she made up a nickname for me and every time every time she sees me she lights up and she starts talking to me wait what oh no i want to die now this sucks <laughs> i'm just a teenage boy in a nine inch nail shirt i wish these goth chicks would leave me alone <laughs> I'd be like, i walk by you and be like, nin much? And just keep on walking by. <laughs> that was my, my, one of my main ones was much. <laughs> like, whatever you're into. <laughs> oh, I'd take it. It's <laughs> fine. Hey, Depeche Mode much? Check you later. <laughs> I do. I think one of the, one of the funniest things within a year of meeting you I think one of the funniest things we found out is that we had both separately, we didn't go to the same high school, but we had both separately at our separate high schools had a kid at our school who who wore Slayer shirts or had a Slayer jacket and everybody called him Slayer. Right. right. I think that's common, man. That's a pretty common thing. And when it comes down to it, I think it works because being called Slayer is like kind of a <laughs> badass name. Right, but the guy you call Slayer is never like the coolest guy. No, he's always like a nerdy metal guy, but like being, being called, like getting a nickname. <laughs> What's up, Slayer? Getting a nick, <laughs> yes, getting a nickname and the nickname is not pejorative and yeah. it reflects that people know who you are and know stuff about you. You can't beat it. Right. You can't beat it. That's like, that's nothing, right? And that's not, that's it's not bullying. You say bullying because that is a simple word for it. It's joshing. It's just being josh, joshful. <laughs> josh like. When I was younger, I had a joshful nature. <laughs> In my more joshful days. <laughs> no, I still josh the fuck out of you all the time. I know. <laughs> I love it. I told you I love it. I've, ne I've literally never told you to stop. Right. Right. If you did, I'd be like, why now? <laughs> why did you wait 28 years? <laughs> what has changed? <laughs> we can't change now. This is, this is the way of the universe now. There is point. there is no time it's but the present. Now. It's chilled at this point. If we fucking try to change it, it's going to ruin everything. <laughs> But no, I never, I never did dance in front of people like literally somebody points at me and says, now dance. I've never done that. I've done that. So what did you do? You got up on a stage and yes, you did a little I dance? Was, I was dance. Okay, so first off is dance is sports for girls. Like dance class is like what you go to instead of going to like little league. Right. Okay. Like back in the day, right? We're, I mean, I know things yeah. are like a lot more egalitarian now and like everyone does whatever they want. It's fine. But when I was a child, 
in the early to mid to late 80s, dance class was sports for girls. And so I went to yeah. dance class all the time. I went to, I started going to dance class when I was like in kindergarten or something. And I went to dance class until I was like in high school about, until I got hit by a car. And then I was like, well, dance classes are out. I just used it as an excuse to go because I didn't really. No, anyway. you weren't, you weren't really, <laughs> you just kind of let it float on until you realized you could quit. Yeah, right. That's exact. that's what I did. I took piano lessons. I just kind of let it go. I was like, I guess I have to do this. And then one day I realized I could quit and I was like, wait, I'm going to quit. And everybody was like, oh, gee, if you want to. And I was like, that worked. <laughs> I could just quit. I mean, at a certain point, it's like, you can't. I mean, I suppose I could have kept on working at it and been like a fly girl or something. But like, <laughs> it just really wasn't my thing. I got to a certain point where like my musical taste was totally contrary to anything that I was doing in dance class. And like, it was not like an art form that I found particularly like expressive personally. And it was like very uh, dumb. It was like whatever. But the, I did win nationals. I was like the best in the in the country at doing whatever it was that that was at one point. It was, <laughs> was it jazz dance. Jazz dance, yeah. Which was like. Dancing to top 40 music, I guess is the best way to put it. So when you won your competition, what song did you dance to? It was some Debbie Gibson song. <laughs> Just some? You don't remember which one? Um, I believe it was Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson. <laughs> it was in a small group category because there was a group of, I believe it was either four or five girls, including myself. Okay. But you guys... We won nationals, yeah. You guys fucking destroyed it. That's really impressive. <laughs> <laughs> it was like really dumb it was like like the whole the whole thing with dance class is like you gotta get an outfit and like picking out the outfit is like undignified because none of it's cool all of it is like sequins and all this crazy shit and then like like the kind of makeup you put on when you do stage stuff looks weird and then like you go and do your stupid dance and like you fuck it up because the stage is a different size than the room that you practice in and so your fucking perspective's all off and then you but you still win but you know what i'm not gonna lie to you we won because no one else was competing against us yeah there was no one else in our category like in our category of small group in the age group that we were in there was nobody else in the competition so we did not we were not against anybody when we won nationals yeah but we had to get a minimum number of points in order to be able to get the first place. And we did get the number of points we needed to, to be considered the winner. Okay. So, so. you <laughs> you could not simply win by default. You actually did have a uh, uh, requirement for like a number, the number of points we had to get in order to be good enough to be considered able to win that title. We could have come in second against nobody. Oh, God. that would have been worse than winning against nobody. <laughs> I would have liked it more if we came in second against nobody. That would have been, would have been a funny story <laughs> instead of me winning against nobody. But I also did get all the points I needed to get. But <laughs> I think that, you know, you can, that is such a metaphor that you can compete against nobody but yourself and still come in second. <laughs> Right. That's a possibility in life. That's something to right. think about, really. Right. And so, like, when we won nationals for dance, and that, then that year, like, we were, like, the big ticket on all the parades, like, the local parades. Because I was from, like, a small town. And so they would put us oh. on, on floats, and we'd wave at people. 
like the famous dancers of Central Ohio. Did you have to? <laughs> did you have to recreate the dance? No, because we couldn't dance on a float. They would parade us. We would wear our outfits and we would sit on the float and we would wave at people. Okay. I, th- I believe one time we did not have a float. They put us in a boat and dragged us in a boat behind the- behind them. In a boat, be- like on a trailer behind a truck? Yeah. Uh-huh. And you just stood in the boat and waved? We sat in a boat and waved because you said you'd fall out of it and die. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have, I'm, I probably do somewhere, I'm not sure if I can find it, but it's some, or somewhere there's a newspaper article about it, like in one of the boxes full of shit in the house. Because I was definitely in a newspaper when it happened. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> That is truly fantastic. You wouldn't think that I would be like fly girl material, but here we are. I I quit that though. I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm definitely like a metalhead. I'm not into any of this music at all. And then like I got hit by a car, and I was and I so I couldn't take dance lessons for like six months. And I was like, I'm not going back. I don't I don't think I want to go back. Yeah. Well, it it's not. There's a limit to what you can express through dance. Right. I think that's important that you noted that. I think to me, dance is cool on a level of appealing to the lizard brain. But there's not that much like. If you're a sexy cowboy, that's cool, but <laughs> you, there's nothing really deep. It's very it's very shallow. Even if you perform a narrative as the sexy cowboy. Right. Well, there are dan- like there are dancers who do stuff that is like very like it is more complex. Like there's like Mercy Cunningham and shit like that where it's like art shit, right? I don't know what that is. Uh, Mercy Cunningham was a dancer. Like a temp- contemporary dancer with like Robert Rauschenberg and shit. Artie, Artie. Okay. okay. Anyway, I didn't prepare any information about Mercy Cunningham because I don't. I don't think anyone ever wants to talk about specifics of art stuff with me. So I did see Robert Rauschenberg one time related to this story that I was going to tell you about the dance show I saw <laughs> when I was in college. I volunteered at the art center at the university and they had like a theater in it. Right. And they would have like all of like the serious arty stuff come through, like all of like this conceptual bullshit art stuff come through. Right. Yeah. And so I volunteered there because if I hung everyone's coats up before the show, then I could watch the show for free. And so I saw all kinds of weird shit. And I saw all kinds of, like, contemporary modern dance that was, like, bananas. Like, people, like, rolling around naked on the ground. And I saw one where was people, like, wearing, like, weird nude bags, like, all over the place. And then they had all this bread. Like, they had this big mountain of bread. And they were ripping loaves of bread open and, like, taking all the soft parts out of the middle of the bread and, like, balling them up into, like, balls and then sticking feathers into the balls of wadded up bread and, like, throwing them out into the audience and rolling around in bread. So dance does get weird if you know where to look. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not usually what people go for. Like, that's, like, pretty esoteric shit. Like, you have to... You have to want to go see that one. You're not going to stumble across that one like flipping channels on TV. I think I think that kind of stuff is cool that it exists. I it is not for me. I get very I get very little out of it. I think that I was art poisoned as a, as a kid because yeah. like I started going to the CCAD, which is like the big art college in in Columbus. I started going to CCD every weekend when I was like six. 
And so I was absolutely exposed to, like, the, the most weirdo art shit from, like, the extremely, extremely young age. And so I'm absolutely poisoned for it. Like, I will watch it. I'm like, let's see what this bitch has to say. Oh, I, I will... I love fucking movies that are, like, absolutely incomprehensible. I love them every time. I will, I will watch it. I will watch it and I will appreciate, like, the aesthetics of what they're doing. It just, I don't connect with it the same way as I would with something with maybe a more traditional narrative. Usually. And there's there's art stuff that I've seen that I've really liked. Right. So I'm not I'm not one of those people that that says that they hate all modern art. That that's actually quite the opposite. I love modern art. I like all art, yeah. I I don't like I don't like Monet. I don't like I don't like impressionists, but that's about it. <laughs> I like all the rest of it. Yeah. So you're more Vermeer than Kincaid. <laughs> yeah. Well, if I you want to talk about the painter of right. light, let's talk about Vermeer. Right. I mean, Vermeer is pretty tight, yeah. <laughs> so, who invented dance? <laughs> who invented it? The first person with a body. <laughs> um, the first depiction of dancing was a 9,000-year-old painting in India. And there are also Egyptian tomb paintings that had pictures of people who were dancing that were from about 3300 BC. And obviously though, like people were dancing before that. It's obvious that people would beat on rocks or or logs or something and dance around. Right. Like since the beginning of anything. Right. And they even say that prior to written language, like dance was probably a, a, an important way of people communicating ideas to each other when they were not able to do so through writing. Oh, like pantomime. Right. Or charades. Right. Okay. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And so they did dancing everywhere. There's like no reason even to break it down because anywhere people had bodies, they were dancing with them. There were people dancing in Greece and China and all the places, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean everywhere. Right. And a lot of times they would use dancing for like sorcery and shamanic stuff, right? Yeah. And that was like directing energy and like making it move around with your body, right? That makes sense. That's yeah. usually what's going on with that. Yeah. Well, your body has an electromagnetic field. Sure. Your consciousness has an electromagnetic field. You find that moving yourself alters the way you feel and think. Right. When you watch someone else moving, your brain has something called mirror neurons which tend to make your body do the same thing, which is why people in a group who are dancing get into altered states of mind. Now think about this though. Think about the altered state of mind that you would get into if you were doing something like a dervish where you're spinning around in a circle, but then you are also spinning around in a circle while moving in a circle. Yeah, which is what, second order spinning. Yeah, yeah, so you're like double spinning in, for prolonged periods of time, right? Oh yeah. That would get something going. That would get your shit fucking fired up. You would really get going. And so, the I mean, you know that there are brain waves that happen at certain frequencies. Sure, uh-huh. Alpha, delta, theta waves, right? All of them, right, uh-huh. Well, a lot of them are at subsonic frequencies. You know what else is at subsonic frequencies is jerking your body back and forth like a cowboy. <laughs> Right, right. It may be that us picking up dancing during the pandemic might have been a way for us to induce brain states we found more pleasurable than being bored and wondering if our friends still remember us. <laughs> they don't. 
<laughs> they all forgot about us. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> well, think about this. Like, maybe, think about this. Maybe dancing changes the vibrations in your body in a way where it makes it so you are able to access higher consciousness levels because i've heard of you being able to do that based on doing like vibration stuff with your voice but i don't see why that would not be the case also if you were listening to maybe music that vibrated your body a lot sure or if you were moving your body in a way that like made your blood start pumping and in a way that made your vibrations change well if you listen to music that's at 120 beats per minute right uh-huh. that's two hertz that is subsonic because anything below about 20 hertz 20 cycles per second uh-huh. of compression and relaxation of air uh-huh. anything subsonic is not going to be something that you can experience through listening but if you listen to music that's at 120 beats per minute for example you would induce a frequency in your body of two hertz right don't 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 Right? Right. And it would be easy to see that if you're inducing your brain to train upon an oscillation, that your brain would sync up Uh to that waveform. So that would absolutely induce a different kind of mind state. Right. Which doesn't account for things like raves (laughs) because you also take a bunch of drugs there right what if you like listening to music that has about six beats per minute that sounds very calming (laughs) it sounds sounds dope i don't (laughs) i don't think you can dance at six beats per minute i think you could chill out at six beats per minute yeah you could just move you could sit with your computer and you could shift your position on the couch every 10 seconds So, you know, uh, one thing, uh, one thing I never got into, and it's not, uh, it's not from any preconceived notions I've had is because I've watched it and I felt nothing is, uh, is ballet. Yeah. Ballet is like the most prevalent thing where if you're going to go and watch people dance and you're in, and you're in America or you're in Europe, you're right. in Western society, you would go and you would watch ballet. If you were going to go to something where you went to watch people dance. Yeah. Yeah, I did ballet. It was like what it is, right? <laughs> it, you know, uh, it seems very hard. It's hard, yeah. Huh? It's, it seems very demanding. It's very technically complex. I appreciate how much work it takes. I appreciate how much work it takes. But it, it just it doesn't convey anything to me. I thought that was very interesting what you said about music, just not, or what you said about dance not allowing you to creatively express yourself right. in any way you found meaningful. And I find that, I think maybe ballet is something that just that just missed me. It is obviously... Ballet is like the classical music of dance. Like, you don't do ballet, like, like because you want to, like, get loose. I mean, there are some ballet dancers who are, like, more contemporary, might do some interesting stuff like that, but you basically do ballet so you could do the dance to this classical piece of music, and it is the dance that you would expect the ballerinas to do to that that piece of music, and it is, like, proving that you could do it, right? <laughs> like, playing some complicated piece on the piano, like, if Mozart wrote it, like... It doesn't really say anything about you other than your fingers are good, right? 
Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't like going and seeing people play music, like classical music. Right, right. I I like opera. I know you don't like opera, but... I think opera is narrative singing. That's just, there's something that I that I dislike about it. Again, I'm, if I say I don't like something, it's most people, when they say they don't like something, they're like, I don't like it. It sucks. Uh But I'm saying it, it has creative merit. It's very expressive. It is an art form that very many people have done for a long time. I just, it just doesn't hit for me. Right. It is, it's definitely art. It's just, you can say it. I don't get anything out of it. Maybe if they did, a ballet where the ballet was the storyline from Total Recall. <laughs> Total Recall A. <laughs> <laughs> you had a bunch of people, like if you had a bunch of people in black unitards come from off stage, she could barely see them, and then they pulled, they pulled uh, the the mask off of the Arnold character. And then uh, uh, all the people, I'm assuming there's like a Greek chorus in there, and they would be going, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. <laughs> I, I would what? I would go to that. That would be great. The Col- the Columbus Ballet, uh, uh, Columbus Ballet Achievers present <laughs> Total Recall A. He has to get his ass. I need to get my ass to Mars. <laughs> would you go with me? I, I, I would go anywhere. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Especially with you. I mean, at the very least, I'll sit there and make fun of it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll go to the opening of an envelope if I sit there and make fun of it for a minute. <laughs> let's see what's popping, bitch. Ballet, let's do it. <laughs> I might even get to milk trip to Nordy's out of that because I'm going to have to find something to wear. You have to wear something glamorous when you go to the ballet. Yeah. I think that's part of the allure of doing that is because people really do like to get dressed up. So you have somewhere to go to get dressed up too. Yeah. I see. Well, that makes a lot more sense. And then you go and see something insanely fancy and then like halfway through you go and stand in the lobby and drink champagne and you go, I love your dress. And then you're like, oh, I love your dress. You look simply lovely. And you're like, oh, how's Jim at work? And like, oh, he's the CEO now. And then they ring the bell and they're like, time to watch the ballet again. And you're like, oh, see you next week at golf. And you go and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I don't, again, I don't relate to it at all, but it makes I could see why some people would like it, right, for sure. Right. For sure. It's like something to do, man. Like, that's how the other half live. Like, we go to, like, the stoner metal shows, and we, like, sit in the yard. <laughs> and <laughs> is that podcast. Is that the other half? I think, I think we're the 99%. I think most people, <laughs> I think most people just sit in their fucking yard. Well, I think I don't. I think that most people sit and watch TV all day if they're not at work. Oh yeah. I think that most people sit and watch TV all day while they look at their phone. I think it's a double whammy for most yeah, people. Yeah, that's a good. Co- that's a good combo move. Is it? I though? mean, sitting and sitting and staring at my fence <laughs> while I look at my phone. I mean, I can't. I'm not gonna say that I'm like uh, intellectually superior for looking at something that moves less. <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Well, it's about keeping like the mind still. Like the more still your mind is, then the more open it is for a transmission from your higher genius. So you can watch TV while you look at your phone if you want. I just want to keep this channel open in case <laughs> something comes down. Right. You could. You could be. You could plug all your holes up with TVs and screens and and all of it at the same time and let your vessel remain empty. <laughs> What do I know? <laughs> so, um, ballet. Oh, it was this thing that started in the Italian Renaissance in the 15th century. And then they kind of developed it more until it became a form of concert dance in France and Russia. And so that was the main place that people did it. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's super technical. And it is like a foundational thing for a bunch of different other dance genres and shit like that right yeah so um people do it with orchestra music or whatever and they have like all the classic dances like swan lake and the rite of spring and this and that and that's just that's the story with ballet i think that's the other half of the ballet equation is i do not have I do not have many emotions about uh, Baroque or classical or romantic or contemporary classical music. Yeah. I mean, you'd think there would be at some point in there that I would really like some of the music, but all the stuff in there that's good has just been burnt. Yeah. Like everybody has overused it. So you cannot listen to like Eric Sadie, Jim the PD number one, and be like, oh, this is a nice piece of music. No, you've heard it everywhere. You can't listen to Claire de Lune. You've heard it everywhere. Right, right. It's like, oh, I'm smart. I'm going to put this on just to show everybody how smart I am. Yeah, man, you're not smart. That's been out for 300 fucking years, man. Right, right, right. You want to show me you're smart, find me a piece of music that came out in 21 that, that gets my nipples hard. Right. <laughs> like Joe Rogan. No, that, nothing is ever going to get Joe Rogan's nipples hard because they're like eight inches long. <laughs> <laughs> is that Was that picture real? I don't know if it was real or not. If it wasn't real, then whoever made it was a genius. Well, there's a picture of Joe Rogan and he's got this weird little gremlin look on his face. <laughs> he always does. Uh-huh. And he's like sitting in a hot tub and you can see his nipples and his nipples are like an inch long. What's wrong with Joe Rogan's nipples? That's the first thing. Let's see. Here's, does he have long ones here? His, they have like normal ones there. Look up Joe Rogan hot tub nipples. <laughs> okay, I will. <laughs> Only because you told me to. But the, the, there, that's the picture. Uh, Oh, they're cropped out. Where's his nipples at? He he's so rich. He probably paid to have his nipples removed from the internet. Anyway, they're very. They were long extremely and long and droopy. Thirstyfornews.com. Is he gonna comment on these nipples? Anyway, there they are. They don't look right. Well, it looks like he doesn't have any areola. Uh huh. There's no areola. They're all the same color as his chest. So it's like he is like man colored, and his nipples are exactly the same shade as the rest of them. And then the nipples are like um, maybe they're like pencil erasers, but like imagine if a pencil eraser was like three times as long and floppy. <laughs> yeah. So like er- erect and long and flaccid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How would you? How would you get your nipples to look like that? He pr- he's probably a nipple guy. You think he squeezes them? 
He does. He probably puts those little nipple suckers on. He's like a nipple squeezer. Those nipple squeezer guys are creepy. I would if I would bet that you couldn't do that unless you were working on them. I think you'd have to really. You'd have. You had to work on getting nipples as long as you wanted. Like they have pumps for that. I used to sell those at the porn store. Nipple pumps. Yeah. They're just like the dick pumps, only teeny. And so what? So they're like little uh, plexiglass or acrylic tubes. Uh huh. And they just have like a a pump, pump on the end. You pump it with your hand like a like a blood pressure cup. Yeah. Until until I suppose it's excruciatingly painful, and then you stop and let it hang out there, man, and it's just. And then your nipples are just huge and painful. I. <laughs> somebody they wouldn't make them and sell them if somebody didn't like them. Right. They also have ones that go over like your entire chassis, and like you can bloat up your labia and shit. People are freakazoids. <laughs> I've heard that kind of stuff is really bad for your organs. It's, it's probably really to... bad for your circulatory system. It probably gives you, like, every single vein in that area will turn into a varicose vein. It, it, I can't imagine that it would be good for your blood vessels right. and stuff. Right, right. Yeah. It's going to bust stuff out. What I'm saying is Dave Rogan. <laughs> Joe Rogan's nipples are, like, they're not, they're not that great. You know who has great nipples, though? Who's that? You. Yeah. Hey, you... little pepperonis, baby. <laughs> little baby pepperonis (laughs) (laughs) not too long not too short (laughs) i think they're i think they're proportional i got lucky with my nipples well aren't you like roughly the same size as joe rogan i'm uh i'm i'm taller than i don't think height matters i'm just gonna say how tall is joe rogan he's like five three or something isn't he I'm sure if you type Joe Rogan into Google, the next suggested word will be height. Because people are freaks online for how tall people are. Look, it fucking came up. Joe Rogan height. He's not 5'9". The, the first result comes back. So I'm, if he's 5'9", I'm 5'8". So that says 5'8". And then somebody did a skywriting that said Joe is five foot three. And then someone else said he's five foot six. Anyway, he's he's really jacked. <laughs> Joe Rogan's actual height. He's he's really jacked though. I mean he seems like he lifts a lot of weight. The Snopes just asked Joe Rogan, he said he lied about it. Guys always lie about how tall they are. Anyway, so he's roughly your height. He has a little stumpy legs. I think that you guys should fight. Is what I'm saying. Is I think I, if you guys should fight. Battle of podcasters. Kept uh, Joe Rogan with his gross nipples or nice Andy with his beautiful nipples. I don't know why you would. <laughs> I would not want to fight with. <laughs> Do you ever hear the phrase, you don't. <laughs> you never mud wrestle a pig because you both get dirty, but the pig likes it. Right, right. I wouldn't like, even if I got do you, a... Do you think Joe Rogan would like fighting with you? Yes. Yes. Because he, he would. You think he would win? I think he's he's a, he is a really <laughs> aggro guy. <laughs> he, he, he trains for fighting and stuff. See, no, <laughs> he I, does wouldn't MMA. Want, I wouldn't want to <laughs> fight with him. I think you could outsmart him, though. And I think that that is like half You think battle. I could outsmart him at hitting? <laughs> yes. I don't think it... <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I think <laughs> here's I think he'd be my my only angle is if it was a public match, I would have to I would have to avoid getting totally clobbered. Uh-huh. I would hope that he would break a technical rule. And what I would do is before the match, 
And in between the rounds, I would attempt to charm the crowd and the judges with my sexy cowboy dance. <laughs> I'd find out where the judges were sitting, and I'd do the little spin move over the shoulder, over the shoulder gun, like bang, bang, and then I'd wink. <laughs> right, right. I, I figured that you would walk in and... Walk into the ring, and then you would be wearing your crazy silver pants, and we'll just, like, draw a bunch of weird shit on you with a marker. Yeah. And then you could just, like, take him off guard with, he'd be like, what the fuck? And then you knock him over. <laughs> I do think... Like, dazzle flies. If he was not, if he was not trained as, as, like, some kind of amateur fighter... Then I think we, I mean, I think we roughly have the same body shape. We have eighteen-inch legs, <laughs> like little turkey drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, our upper bodies are shaped like Doritos. <laughs> With the big, the big part of the triangle up, it's like just the shoulders, chest, and everything. Yeah, but I mean, I would just, I would want to figure out. You know, we could get in there and stuff. And if I felt like the dance wasn't going well, I would pro I would take a dive. Right. I, that's the thing. I wouldn't want to get a concussion or something. When it comes down to it, you know, getting your ass kicked doesn't do anybody any favors. Right, right. And even if, I mean... It'd be so good for the even, podcast, though. you get so many more listeners if you got your ass kicked by Joe <laughs> You think we'd be, that... We'd be thousandaires, yeah. Do you think... <laughs> you think that would bump us up into yeah. making thousands? Yeah, I think that would bump us up a tier. <laughs> I mean, people people do things for strange reasons. I think uh, losing losing a fight, losing a physical televised fight. <laughs> it's kind of like David and Goliath. Only it's more like David and little tiny Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> But David wins in that story. Right. You think I right. would win. Right. You think I would win. Right. It's just a teeny Goliath, man. It's just a little pocket Goliath. You would have to go up. You could get some printouts and you could, whoever the judges are, you could show them the printouts and you could do like a pro versus con. You could be like, uh, well, the 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 nicer looking guy with the, with more hair that he didn't shave off he just lets the the ring of fire around the back of his head he just lets that grow long like a cool lion <laughs> that guy tells everybody to get vaccinated and he says please get vaccinated and then this other guy says don't get vaccinated so think about that when you make your decision right right think about which one's cuter yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take that one too right way cuter thanks more fuzzier Keep going. Fuzzy and cute, just like he should be. All your men. Also, <laughs> judges, I'd like you to take particular note when they come out and the robes come off. I just want you to zoom in on the nips. <laughs> yeah, you're, you need to take some points off for those sad nips that, that Rogan's got. I've got one question. Do you like pepperonis on your pizza? <laughs> Did you ever go to prom or like any kind of school dances or anything? Yeah. Yeah. Were you popular at the school dance? I popular at the school dance? No. <laughs> no. No. I just usually hung out with my friends or my girlfriend or, or whatever and just kind of tried to be there. Right. Right. Like as a social event. I used 
I I wasn't I did not like attract attention right and gain a following. <laughs> Let's watch that's, him dance. He's really great. <laughs> yeah, nobody formed a circle around me while I just go, did. Go 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 go. Just You're spinning your guns around. <laughs> yeah, if I hadn't if I hadn't waited until I was forty one to per, to perfect my dance moves, maybe I could have been a hit. We should we should chaperone when Nona has school dances, and you could you could show them your dance moves. Oh, that would be that would be fantastic. You know, actually, um, a couple years ago, I ended up inadvertently at like uh, an event where they were playing a bunch of house music. And I was really tempted to get out there and dance, but every everybody out there was younger than me. Uh-huh. I felt I felt kind of weird about it. And plus they were they were dancing in a way where I didn't know what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't I didn't know how to do the stuff they were doing. If I was gonna dance, I would go out and dance. And I felt like there was only about twenty people there and I thought for sure they would all just immediately start staring at me. Right, right. And also it was uh wake. <laughs> Uh, I used to like going dancing and my favorite thing to do, like this is like not necessarily school dancing. I was never danced at a school person, but I was absolutely a go out dancing person. Like after I left school. Yeah. I used to like going 80s dancing. That was my main shit because first off, I've always been like super into new wave music. And so whenever there was like 80s night where they would have new wave, I was there. Well, also... 80s was really the nut for like dance music for dance music because they really had perfected it and by the time you hit the 90s it was either like adult contemporary or grunge right right but if you wanted to fucking bust a move you had to like go out and hit the loving rockets man you need to like go and listen to some like new order and yeah and this was at a time in history where people were like disco is bad (laughs) yeah for whatever for whatever reason like it, I I grew up hearing from everybody that disco is bad, so I just assumed it was bad. And I heard something one time, and I was like, "Damn, what the fuck is this? This is like old music, but it sounds like dance music. Man, this is wild. There's people playing violins." I was like, "Wait, this is disco? <laughs> this is fucking sick, man." People like to be contrarian, and like whatever people are getting joy from, they're like, "No, I hate it when people get pleasure." Yeah. Basically. But I used to go 80s dancing every weekend. Every weekend. It was my main activity when I was not working. Was I, I would go 80s dancing because I found this one club where it was like, it looked like a dance club. Like it had the lights and stuff like that, but there was hardly ever, ever anyone there. Oh. On 80s night. And so like, it would be 80s night from like 7 o'clock until like 1, 1 in the morning. And then after that, it was like trance. <laughs> and, then, and when when the trance people showed up, like like when the trance time started, like all the people would show up, and it would start getting real crowded. But before that, it was eighties night, and there was no one there. <laughs> and so it would be like twenty people when we got there, and then like me and like all my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. I would go dance in a in a scene like that for sure it was perfect and then like we would always make requests for the dj to like play certain stuff for us all the time and sometimes he would humor us and sometimes he would be like i don't have that i don't have that i don't have that and we would keep on asking him for it and he'd be like oh i don't have that i don't have that and eventually we started bringing our own records <laughs> we like roll up to the booth like guess what we got bitches one step beyond bitches and he's like ah oh. and then i went 
I met you, and I was like, I'm going to take you 80s dancing, and I went to take you 80s dancing the first time, and they were closed forever. <laughs> I can't imagine why the club that attracted 20 people. <laughs> now, when they when they went from the 80s to the trance, was there a crossover? Was it a hard? It was hard, yeah. It was a hard crossover. There was no blend. They never went from like one of the faster New Order songs into like <laughs> no. into like Spangle or something. <laughs> no, it 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 went straight. It was like a break. And then at some point, like I had a boyfriend back then in those days. And he was cheating on me, and I knew that he was cheating on me. And so, in order to make him mad, because, you know, you're immature back then. <laughs> in order to make him mad, I started going out with the trance DJ who started the trance music after 80s night was oh. over. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, like, casually, like, not even trying. And, you know, it's like, well, you can cheat on me. I'm going to go out with the trance guy. And he'll let me drink, even though I'm underage. <laughs> It was a web of lies. Eighties dancing was like it was like drama. It was like passions. Like did you ever watch wow. Passions with the monkey, the soap opera with the monkey? <laughs> yeah, and there the talking a, doll. <laughs> there was a monkey. Yeah, all I remember there was a monkey that wore overalls. I watched that a few Tabitha. times. With the, yeah, that one. Yeah, it was like the eighties night was like it was like thrills and spills and drama and 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 then at the end of the night it'll suddenly switch to trance and you have to leave real fast <laughs> <laughs> i like the i i like the idea it's like the uh like the end like the music at the end of mr rogers where he starts putting his shoes back on except it's an <laughs> it's infected mushroom right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly how it went. <laughs> so I, this is a fact that it was just showed up on my random facts list. I was talking about the dervishes before, but this fact says that um, when the dervishes are doing the spinning, it's supposed to symbolize the rotation of the universe in the presence of God. Oh, so okay. it spins and spins and goes in a circle. It spins and goes in a circle. So that's like the Earth spinning around the sun, and then our solar system spins around the galaxy, mm-hmm. and then the galaxy is spinning and expanding. As above, so below, my bitch. Every time I say it, it's always true. <laughs> Dervishes know. <laughs> if you're a whirling dervish, shout out in the Discord. <laughs> and if you're not a member of the Discord, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You don't have to be a dervish to Discord. <laughs> right. But, you know, you can if you want. Did you know that um, there was a guy who died of a heart attack dancing to Gangnam Style? No. <laughs> why, let's take that fact out. That's Why did you put this fact in my list? <laughs> Three children. <laughs> Why did you put this horrible fact in my list? <laughs> it had a horrible Christmas that year. <laughs> uh, the longest conga line had 12,000 people in it. That sounds like a super spreader event, baby. I I know. That's, a, that's what I that's call perm- a human centipede. <laughs> We permanently changed how we how we see certain things. People touching each other on the ass, hand to ass, all the way back, all the way back to the next. My opinion on hand to ass has not changed. My hands stay on ass. 
I mean in public with strangers. No, I don't touch strangers' ass, but right. everyone, everyone else is on. S S S. So. <laughs> everyone else, I mean you, because I don't see anybody else ever. <laughs> That was a very roundabout, <laughs> very roundabout way of saying that. That's good. I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like to take as long as possible because I have to fill up this whole podcast. Anyway, <laughs> did you know that in 1999, a production called The Sandpaper Ballet had a musical number that just sounded like sandpaper? <laughs> that sounds. That sounds really awesome. That I can't imagine not dancing to that. <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite song. Did you know that people who dance tend to have higher self-esteem and are more positive? I could have told you that. That seems obvious. Because the vibes in my house are pristine. Because we keep it dancing, we keep it spooky. <laughs> that is like the idea that people people who dance around have a better time is like the that's got to be i think everyone needs to take a dance break right now for like the next five minutes we'll, we'll wait <laughs> <laughs> you can shake it <laughs> do it do it do you should shake dance. you should shake it you should do your you should do your dance you do can your dance all right <laughs> can really dance good job i feel a lot better now <laughs> all right so um did you know that in kalamazoo it is illegal to dance while looking into someone's eyes because it's creepy <laughs> that's that sounds tantric <laughs> oh yeah oh oh yeah you just did with your two index fingers you did a very abstracted <laughs> You did a very abstracted dance move of of the I'm watching you, but you did it. You did it <laughs> like that. Is that how I did it? You no, you did it with your two separate index fingers, and so it was so it was funkier because your hands can move independently, and then you can really put Do it. A- do a turkey neck. You could do a big turkey neck and you get the, bi- <laughs> the bilateral double point. Like me, my eyes, you. you point it, you. point it, point, point, point. That's always an important move. Uh yeah, I was uh I was at the I was at the casino wearing a mask after having been vaccinated, I feel obligated to say. Uh and there was a guy playing craps and he had a ritual and part of his ritual was that he was turning around in circles uh-huh. and he was knocking on the table and he was pointing up, but he was doing stuff seven times, which is weird because you don't want to roll a seven at craps. So I don't no, really understand. I would do it four this. times or three times. <laughs> I would do it three or nine times. Nine times is also good. Nine times is like if you really want to make it stick. Nine times makes it clean. Well, nine times is three times three. So you got three threes. You can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's, and then he started doing that, and I think that wasn't working. So what he would do is he would roll the dice, is he would yell five and a half. He would yell five and a he half. Would, he would yell. Five and a half! He would yell five and a half, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, because he had a whole patter he would do, and then he would yell five and a half, he would whip the dice down the table, and then he would run and hide behind a slot machine. <laughs> I don't think I. I mean, I don't think any of it worked. I think he lost money. I don't think craps. 
Minecraft is a negative EV game, unfortunately. The longer you play, the the more money you lose overall. That's why they call it craps instead of woohoo, good times. <laughs> think about it. So really, what have you learned about dancing today? <laughs> I really made you think about craps. I've I found <laughs> out that ballet, maybe you shouldn't watch ballet. Ballet is just like advanced practice right don't watch it they're just they're getting good so they can do a better dance right you train at the ballet you get really good at it and then it trains your mind and then maybe you can think different or you can do a more cool dance like living color right right you know a place with lots of wide open spaces where you could do the world's coolest dances uh harlem township they have the best dances they love it when you dance everyone comes out and stands in their yard and watches it when you're doing it in the street i would do and then that. they clap do that yeah every time i need to spend more time in harlem township i think we all do right right so i was ne- born there no i wasn't <laughs> next time you're northeast of columbus ohio but not that far northeast <laughs> Check out picturesque Harlem Township, uh, Ohio, located in Delaware County. You want to kiss him? You do. Absolutely. You know who else you want to kiss? <laughs> who is that, Natalie? Corey Grella. Oh, She's got my the gosh. cutest little cheeks. A little baby. You just want to give him a little... And, and I bet you her face smells good, too. Probably. Probably good. smells like fruit from I've, Hazel Technologies. I've never met <laughs> a fruit from Hazel Technologies that was ever damaged in shipping, period. And they always smell great, like Cory Grello's face. They do. Whether <laughs> whether you want your Cory Grello to smell like apples, grapes, peaches. Plums, kumquats. Rambutan. Any, Bergamot. Any fruit <laughs> or... Kiwi. Aromatic herb or kiwi. I don't even Potatoes. think... Potatoes. I don't even think kiwis are biological. I think they're like rocks. Do you think that they, they were invented? kiwi tree look like we gotta talk about this later we're gonna think about this <laughs> hazel technologies they're gonna keep your kiwis fresh whether they're real or fake we really have to look into this <laughs> strawberries we know they do those for sure listen if you want us to talk about something this episode was suggested by ace thank you oh, ace oh this suggesting genius fantastic ace great Lo- brain work lovely dog ace has a dog he's posting our discord do- i think his dog is probably the one he's suggested his dog seems pretty smart <laughs> i'm not gonna imp- i'm not gonna impugn the man's dog <laughs> the dog's a genius <laughs> sure you see it drive a car <laughs> Join our Discord, you'll have the good company of us as well as people whose dogs drive cars. <laughs> you love it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. I love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.